You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Hardships. Yes. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the lovely Julia Carey. Hi, Joe Braswell. Hello, Hi, Nando. Julia. Hi, everybody. Nando. I'm joined by also the lovely Nando Blasquez. I like how you started Nando. Well, I just wasn't saying Nando. What is the song? But I'll ask you. Oh well, it was it was from the end of the episode. That's right. Uh, it was Josh Ritter, uh, "Change in Time," I believe it was called. Okay. I just took it away. Change of time. Yes. yes. Josh Ritter. Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time since we've done an episode of The Blacklist. Yes. We too are long, my too long, Too long. Two weeks. And we're back. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube. Um, we are missing one person of our team. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. That guy. That guy. Joseph Salvatore San Filippo. Salvatore. Yes. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, Joe Sal San. Mm. Joe Sal San. That's what I call him. Uh, he's not here today. Obviously, he's uh, uh, away working and doing some, some things with his voice. <laughs> with his golden pipes. With his golden pipes. And making money. Yes. Um, so, Blacklist episode 19. We're in the home stretch, guys. Yes, this we is are. Like, this is like, this is... Things are happening. 22 episodes, we're at 19. Mm, and three it's more happening. to go. We talked a lot about last week, at least I did for sure, about the sort of the throwaway episodes and the sort of filler episodes and how um, our guy last week was the worst blacklister in the history of the blacklist, I thought. <laughs> that last episode, yes. Um, I can't remember my man's name, but I didn't, I didn't like him. But... This episode, now we're talking, you know, the, the, the Pavlovich brothers. The Pavlovich well, they're, 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 brothers. They're from, it, season, they're, they're from the pilot. They're from the pilot. I, yeah. I love the fact that they brought them back from the pilot. These guys are just... Uh, These guys aren't messing around. Grab. They do snatch and Snatch and, grab. and grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love them. I lo- I lo- I love they get four numbers. They Each get... one of the brothers gets a, a number. Oh, and, was that? I thought it was yeah. two numbers. No, it was 119 to 122. To 122. Oh, cool. It was four numbers. I one episode, it. but they just throw them all together in four, as four well, numbers. Well, family sticks together. That's I right. guess, but couldn't you just put them all as one? Because they, they are like an organization in a way. They are, they are one entity. I do. So uh, yeah, I love... Um... I love these guys, and I love how I love how they, they show them in the beginning. And they're just like you know having a good old time, laughing it up, and they get that phone call, and it's like Hezbollah line one. He's like, "Tell Hezbollah to hold. We're going to Washington." <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of awesome. You know what? That's like, a that, that's a villain. They're in demand. I, Tell Hezbollah hold on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, I liked having this this little bit of cross pollination between the blacklister of the week and the overarching story. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times in in, in at least the first half of this of this season, they, it lacked synchronicity, and it felt like two different shows at times. Mm-hmm. The the story of the characters we know, and then the blacklister. So having them sort of cross pollinate like that, yep. I felt really made this like a tight episode. Yep, I agree. I, I, I agree, and I, well, I think that, that I feel like that's the, sort of the goal in general is to have like you know the the, the procedural blacklister search 
and then with some sort of B or C story on the side. But this one was definitely done better than others, you know, um, from for my money. And also it felt even. It felt even because we, we we've earned we've we've earned this whole Liz Tom you know um, Tom and Liz Lizzie thing. So we've earned this whole payoff to what's going to happen here. And so, you know, it, it felt really good to be able to finally get to some some meat here. So what, what may or may not happen with these two. Also, um, action-packed episode. Like a yeah. lot of, uh, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of gunplay, a lot of explosions, a lot of car chases. Uh, it was a good episode. It was, it was a good, it, it's what the blacklist to me is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, guy, you know, poor, um, you know, lonely guys, <laughs> you know, wherever my blacklister was last week with tickets. You really, you really, wow, this really affected you, this guy. He was so bad. his nose the whole episode. Like, that's his his blacklist power. This was three weeks ago this episode (laughs) happened, and you are still, you're losing sleep over this guy. That guy. You really don't like that guy. The Pavlovich brothers, man. (laughs) Hasbro online, too. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll finally get some sort of resolution-ish to the whole Tom Keen, uh, Lizzie Keen situation, although the door's opened again for some more stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's start. Let's start there. So, um, we, you know, Lizzie has decided a couple episodes ago to sort of stay with Tom to sort of get to the bottom of what, you know, who he works for, what he's doing, mm-hmm. and we have this sort of cat and mouse game, Mister Mister Smith game, if you will, of sort of, you know, will Tom find out that Lizzie knows? Will Lizzie find out that Tom knows? And 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 you know, and obviously Tom, you know, he, he found out. <laughs> um, <laughs> But nice. I gotta ask you, Julia. Uh-oh. I'm skipping ahead slightly, but what's going on with Lizzie Keene? Like, why can't she just stay in the damn car? Why can't she just keep her? I mean, like, what is happening? Uh, like, why would she? Why would she go to all this great lengths to sleep with him and and be there and and sneak around and then just to blow it, just to blow just it, just to blow the whole thing the whole operation. Wide open. And Red's got a full team. Red's like, they all work for you. He's like, great. I'm uh, I'm coming out. To see this for myself. The only thing I could think is that she is just blinded by emotion. You know, this is her husband. We we like to for. I feel like I like to forget that because I never really saw too much chemistry between the two of them on screen. Sure. So I feel like to her he should just be disposable. But if I think of it as a wife, then that's your husband. That's the man that you dated and you got engaged to and you went through a wedding and and all those those memories that you build, like she said. Right. So. I think that she just must have been completely just in a blind rage, just couldn't can't believe what's happening and just and can't prolong this any longer. Has to get to the bottom of it. Sure, fair that, enough. That, I just think it's an emotional response. Lizzie has a tendency to act emotionally, and we've seen that throughout this entire season. She yeah. makes really stupid decisions when she acts emotionally, right. yeah. and this is this is no different. And this frustrates some of the audience that watches her because yeah. of that. It frustrates exactly. the hell out of me. <laughs> but this is the one time that I think maybe I can understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, did you? I mean, I'm skipping ahead. I'm just. I'm just just this whole thing with Lizzie jumping out of the car is just killing me. Like, Lizzie, yeah, I, I, you know, again, Red lets her do it, and I guess Red has does. a. It's part of Red's master plan. He understands this, but she really compromises herself in this moment, and it, I get it in a way because obviously this is two years of her life that she's been married to this this man, and finds out it's a lie, and she wants to get answers. She right. she definitely shows her impatience, but it also shows inexperience. It shows, mm-hmm. as an agent, it shows inexperience. It, it, you have moments where she figures things out on this show, followed by moments of complete and utter 
uh, for lack of a better word, yeah. I wouldn't say stupidity. I, I wouldn't say it's a stupid move, but I would say for lack of a better word, inexperience. Well, this, this is the unevenness that sort of drives me crazy with the Lizzie, drives us crazy with the Lizzie King character. Like one moment she has complete lucidity and complete competence, mm. and another moment she's running out of the car. Like, you know, but you have to understand, a, this yeah. is her husband she's talking about, so I can understand that up to a certain point. Right. But but obviously, Red has this under control, and she's sitting next to the man who's on her side, and here she is still not trusting him enough to run in there and see what's going on. As a well trained FBI agent, she's got a tracker on him, Red's got a team on him, and yeah. I'm on the beach to the ground. Okay, so that, but, but it, it, it was. All these it was people cool. are working for you. Red even said it. All these people tailing him are working for you. I'd have been like, cool. And even after that, see, that's what, what blew my mind. Even after that, she sees this masterful operation that he's put together for her. Right. I mean, she thinks for her. Of course, it's for him, but for both of them. Yeah. But she just. Just blows it, just like that. Just doesn't even give it a second thought after everything that they've been through. See, I'm getting mad about it again. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, "You'll do it your way, Red. I'll do it mine." It's like, but no. his way is working. Like he's your Red Reddington. Never works. Yeah, he let him do his Red. Do it his way. Yeah, I don't know. Her way never ever works. And you know, another dumb decision: breaking a thumb. Even I know. Right. Even I even know. Even you know even not I to know. break someone's thumb, break when thumb when you have them handcuffs. Right. When she has her, even I know this. When she has her men in handcuffs, she knows yeah. better than to break their thumbs. Don't thumb. break the old thumb. Right. They will get out if she does that. Yes. Yes. Um, I right. know this. So let, 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 <laughs> Where do you learn back. this stuff? In S&M school or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. FBI so, school. Um, all right. I was being nice to her the last two shows. Yeah, now, now got it's better back. of you, huh? <laughs> I couldn't take it. Let's, let's, and it let's, was reared his ugly head over here. <laughs> let's take this back to the top here. So, um, so I, I love you know back back to the way this is the feeling of this episode. You know, before we see the the the, the Pavlovich brothers, uh, we see this this cool sort of scene in this uh, Changzhou uh, labor camp in rural China, which is very cool mm-hmm. with, with the uh, injections and the this and uh, and the very cool extraction uh, yeah. with the team. I, I love that stuff. And yeah. I was like that when I saw that as an open. I'm like, now this is the damn blacklist. This is yeah. kind of what the promise of the pilot, you know, promised us in some other episodes we saw as well, Garrick and others. Like that's the stuff that really works for me when they when they bring that level of like high level espionage and cool things to television. Um, so they do that cool extraction. They get this this this, this, this woman here uh, who, who we know is a high valued target out. The Pavlovich brothers kidnap her, snatch her from. Now, now who had her? Was it the CIA? I mean, who who grabbed her? It was the U.S. government. So U.S. Was, government, but presumably was CIA. CIA, right? And then FBI knows, and FBI went to intercept to to take her away to, to change transport the route. her from from I guess the plane where she was at to right. get her to Washington DC because they knew here. that the Pavlovich brothers were gunning for her right so they had to uh to well, intercept they knew, they knew because her of red. extraction they knew because red so they had to intercept the extraction from the US government and kind of get her into hiding I, I guess before the Pavlovich brothers I don't got agree her. I don't know about that because red told obviously red told Lizzie and, and her team but then that guy said, "We're changing plans. We just had got some credible information." Well, so that meanwhile, guy was yeah. Well, meanwhile, Lizzie, Lizzie, and um, wrestler are coming over, saying, "No, you guys are doing ground transportation. We're here to help back that up." Right. So obviously, there was some miscommunication. I thought it was to reroute in. her. Uh, okay. Yeah, they were going to reroute her, but but reroute her Lizzie, like, like yeah. handheld, like they're going to grab her and take her somewhere else. Yeah, like, they weren't going to take her in the plane. Her. So somebody, yeah. somebody set it up and said, "No, we're changing the plan," knowing that that they're. Um, Procedure would be to go to air. Right. That's what they said. So knowing that the Pavlovich brothers were prepared for that uh, with a fake plane with a with their own chopper. <laughs> chopper. Well, this is the thing. So, like, did did the the Pavlovich brothers 
this is not this wasn't a red construction from the very beginning, right? Like he came and saw them and then said I'm Red Reddington. They put their when he, when he saw them, what, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out You're how early all over. Well, no, I am jumping, but like no, okay. because this is this is relevant. To what I'm talking about? How early did Red Reddington have the Pavl- Pavlovich brothers on the payroll? In other words, did Red help them get away early on, or was it not until later when he had them on the payroll? I think uh-huh. he's used them in the past, right? Yeah, but I'm talking so. about for this operation. I don't think he. I don't think he had them on the payroll until he showed his face. I don't think so either. I don't think he. I don't think he had them on the payroll, but it was just convenient that. Uh, they got away up to this point. Sure. And that Red was able to go over there uh, to use them to get Tom. Because don't forget, Tom was not in, uh, he was not hiding out at the beginning of this episode either. Yeah, exactly. So when he had that that quick little scene with Dembe um, in the car when they find out that Tom is hiding in the cement box. And, right. and Dembe says, should we get, I can't remember the name, so-and-so to extract him? He goes, no, he's on assignment elsewhere. Right. So that would have been nice. So that was so Red's now, plan but saying... Then, ding, it's the like, Pavlovich oh, brothers are in town. Right. I could use that. You know, it's it's kind of it. like, like kids playing in the playground. They're playing a little game. Someone's like, time out. Time out. And right. they just switch the game completely. It's like Red's like, I know I know them. kind of just sent the uh, FBI after you, but I'm Red Reddington. Yeah. And I've got money. Let me, let me use them now. You still you still have your prisoner, but now I need you to, to get uh, somebody for me. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was real. And it shows that the power of Red. Cool. He just the power walks of Red. in. He walks in. All their guns are up. And he's like, hello, I'm Raymond Remy, uh, Reddington. All of a sudden, they just put their guns down. Right. We're listen. listening. Listen. Yeah, we're listening. Yeah. I Which thought that was kind of cool. Uh, that was very cool. Mm. Um, so... So backing up, so the, we have that that scene. Then we kind of get into this, uh, which happened beforehand. We get into this whole, you know, Lizzie and Tom sort of back to the cat and mouse thing, where Lizzie very artfully and carefully plants the the tracking device in Tom's keys, which is very cool. We, we forget that she's a grifter, a master grifter. Oh yeah. So mm. she she a little can, slide of hand, a little slide of hand there, because yeah. there's that bit where she, you know, whoops, I don't have it here, but it's right here behind your <laughs> behind ear. Your ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that so that so that was cool. Um, I really thought. I mean, I like that. I kind of want to see. Like, it's getting dragged out forever, but I like the whole Lizzie and Tom like cat and mouse game. I wish they were that were more than two episodes or two or three episodes. We saw that happening. Mm. I like. I like. I like to seeing them sort of like, you know, again, it's very, very Mister and Mrs. Smith, where they're mm-hmm. sort of looking at each other and suspicious of each other. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Did you think how how long did you think Tom? Did you think um, Tom would find her out? Eventually, I mean, what, was that even in your head, or did you thought? I mean, as I was watching this whole thing, I'm like, Tom's gonna get her. Tom's gonna get her, but I don't know. He didn't. Wait, what's your question? Like, do you think I'm sorry, Tom my question would find is, out that she knew? Yes. Well, everyone's been telling him that she knows, and he's right. just been refusing to believe it. And I think he's been sort of flailing in the wind and a little bit desperate and yeah. um, trying all all his last ditch efforts, all his last ditch tactics. Before finally coming to that conclusion and having to make his next move, because this right. is an assignment he's been on for years, right. so uh, you, you don't want to you wanna, don't want to see that die. Right. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, Red even said that he is uh, out of control, paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so in a way, he's kind of just waiting to see. They're they're waiting to see exactly how Tom reacts, but he is exactly he's he's off balance. Uh, when they figured out that he killed Jolene, it was like, did he get? Did he have orders, or was he just so paranoid he had to kill her? Right. Which we know was the latter. So we do have that scene with uh, Tom and Lizzie where, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, Red and Lizzie where Red is revealing that he knew about Jolene and he knew about other things. And that, that could be something to, to make Lizzie not trust Red maybe because 
Red is clearly holding back information. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a, a, a catalyst for Lizzie to feel like she has to go rogue to a certain degree because maybe she can't trust Red. I'm just trying to get into her head as to why she, like, going nuts, jumping out of the car and, you know, um, maybe she has the feeling that Red's not telling her everything and she wants to see for herself. And yeah. Red always does seem to have another 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 motive or another card or another, like, something in the back. So maybe that's why she jumped out and wanted to see, see that. In the scene where, obviously, they track him, uh, she plants tracking device. They, they, she gets with Red. Red tells her about Jolene. They follow him uh, all the way to the uh, what was it? The House National, of, Archives. National Archives. National Archives. Yes. Uh, where it looks like he's about to make some sort of drop of some sort, uh, <laughs> some sort of switch, and he gets spooked clearly by Lizzie, and then was out. And so that that we so we never find out what happens there, um, but we do later find you know in a, in a, in a, in a confrontation where Tom. And Lizzie have that wonderful scene together where they're talking things through and Tom's trying to figure out if he's, you know, if, if Lizzie is is onto her or not or if, or, or if Lizzie's onto Tom. Um, where he asks, I that I saw you at the National Archives. And she's like, I don't, I wasn't there. And he's like, how was your day? Like, oh, I had these horrible uh, third graders today. Like, one, one kid did this. She's like, oh, really? It's like a weird moment of like, we don't believe each other. But what I, don't, what I missed is, was there a particular moment where, where Tom got tipped off? Did I miss it? Or was it just? Yeah, I don't know. Because that was an interesting scene. He's like, oh, I didn't want to do Thai food. I just wanted to cook. It's just you and me alone. And next thing you know, he's like, I'm going to go walk the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go walk the yeah. dog now. But did you pick up anything, Julia? That like that like did, did No, because it it didn't seem that he actually saw her at the National Archives. Yeah. He saw that there was a camera and then he heard a little scuffle or whatever and looked up, but she was already gone. Maybe he saw like some hair or anything sure. like that. He suspected. He had suspicion. But he ha- yeah, he had very strong suspicions, but there was nothing there was no aha moment for me. Well, it wasn't until they had that conversation when he clearly was like, something's off. And Lizzie alluded to that earlier when she's like, I know him. He, he's getting suspicious. I yeah. know him. Hmm. But and I, just, and I, I had to watch it twice. I'm like, well, what happened? Like, why did Tom? What was it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't seem, and that scene didn't seem that much different than the scene in the morning when she's reading the paper and putting the GPS. Like, there was no, right. there was no elevated there level no of suspicion. There was, there was nothing like that that would have, if I were Tom, I guess, would have been like, shit, there right. it is. Done. Yeah. Done. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, something happened. I mean, if anyone on, on online or on Twitter can... can because I mean, maybe it was just a thing that he yeah. an instinct thing because he then went to immediately walk the dog. He even like take the dog anywhere. He just took yeah. it outside the front door and ran. Yeah, he would have given him a little bit more time if he had actually at least like twenty more minutes if he had right. taken the dog with him. Oh yeah, you know. But mm-hmm. He's like, I need an immediate evac. So that, that and I, and I love the spy stuff too. I love the conversation. I love the uh, oh the mockingbird nose. Yeah, mockingbird nose. Like you know, I have, a, I have a problem with my account. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. very cool. Uh, and so they did. They scooped him up and put him in the cement box. <laughs> Which yeah, was, which was which was which was cool too. Um, see, I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, I, you know, I'm, I'm back. If Joe were here, Joe and I would have our normal um, our Harold conversation because I'm just back to this whole, you know, what's going on with the FBI. I mean, Harold hasn't had anything to do or say in like ten episodes. Like another, like get on it. I want to find what's in the helicopter. Like yeah. get on it. Well, like, that's all he's done. He's the boss. He's just been playing the boss role. We haven't gotten to know much about him. Right. You know. Um, one thing I want to hit upon, I'm not sure if I was the only one out of uh, us who's seen it, and I don't know if this is the first week it's happened, but uh, I usually watch Blacklist on Hulu. I don't really watch it um, on NBC. I, I watch it uh, the morning before we do this. But um, 
I actually, I actually, now that I have uh, my DVR all hooked up and everything like that, I actually taped it and watched it on NBC. And there was a commercial. Yes. Yes. Talk, we, got, we have to talk about the commercial. Oh, yes. Okay. We have to talk about there the commercial. You guys see that? All right, cool. I'm glad I wasn't the only one because we didn't yes. get a chance to talk about this commercial. So uh, My notes about that are funny, actually. Yeah. So I don't know if that now's the time to talk about it or if you want to talk. No, about it. let's talk about it. Bring it up. Okay. So uh, what the hell? I wrote, as I was watching Wait. that car chase, you're talking about the Mustang, yeah? Yes, the Mustang okay. commercial. So as that was happening, I was like, my note right here says, I don't Super know. Spies must have a Super Stang. And then immediately. <laughs> Goes to a super sting commercial starring t- uh, Ryan Eggold talking about Tom Keen. Yeah, it was right after that car chase too, right? It was after, immediately after that car chase. Super so it was a perfect have a super sting. Perfect product placement. I don't know if it was on Hulu. I don't know if it, our international uh, viewers uh, got the same thing we did. But I wrote down the whole thing uh, pretty much. Hi, I'm Tom Keen, and playing playing you know Tom Keen is a balancing act. Uh, it, it, it's a question of whether you're a good man or a bad. There's a darkness in Tom. But a glimmer of goodness too, and uh, you hope his motives might be noble, noble. And then it's the 2015 Ford Mustang. Go further. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I, I, I don't have a problem these days at all with um, product placement, and you know, I mean, people do, and I don't have a problem with the heavy handedness of the product placement. Although that, you know, I, I thought there was a lot of action in this. In, in, in this a lot. This is an expensive episode. Yeah. We got to that car chase. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is an expensive episode. I'm like, yeah. like, I wonder if Mustang helped pay for this episode because Ford helped pay for this episode. And then, sure enough, after that, cha- right after the chase, he liked it. you like that chase. You like that car? <laughs> I'm Tom Keen. No, but um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. But hot looking car looks cool. No, it's yeah, a hot it's a car. Cool. Yes, but what, what's more hot. telling about the commercial, other than the commercial itself, other than the you know you know the whatever the blatant product placement and then the commercial following yeah. the product placement, was just what Tom revealed. What what. Um, what Eggold revealed about his character. Yeah. yeah. That's like a total, almost borderline spoiler. Because where... I think we see him as a bad guy still. Even even He's with the, the revelation at the end saying that Red's not who he seems and I'm not yes. going to hurt you. We still think of him as a bad guy. And yet here he is giving away a major... Major sort of plot point as to what his motivations may or may not be. Yeah. It's like, you know, is Tom good? Is he bad? I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's bad. I'm pretty sure he's bad, but, but his commercial know. says he might be good. The commercial well, says he might be but good. But the commercial's like, you know, buddy, who knows? And the who commercial knows? makes me want to buy a Ford. He's just got a dark side. <laughs> yeah. You love that commercial, didn't you, Julia? I love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it twice. No, I um, no but I, I actually, I've never outright said that Tom was bad. I just thought that Tom was not who he said he was, and he had different motives. I never I've never thought that he was out to hurt her. I never thought he was a bad, like, bad, bad guy. I would have liked to have seen a commercial with the Pavlovich brothers also. <laughs> like, right after, at the end of that commercial break, saying, oh, no, we the Pavlovich brothers. And we're like, and grabs. We like fast cars. Fun Mustang. I love Go that. Further. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I think the commercial really reveals, though, too, that uh, we shouldn't overlook is... It, it kind of makes uh, Eggold's character a major character. We, he's there to stay. Oh yeah, I, I really feel like if you're if you're willing to have uh, someone like Ford make a commercial based on your character, that this character I would assume is safe. Yeah, <laughs> and and is going to be even though he's on the run right now, he is here to stay at least for the foreseeable future, probably well, but, for season two as well. I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Well, oh god. Well, let's, <laughs> let's let's get to that in a second. But I just want to just run through this whole thing. So. Um, so yeah, we have the we have we have him the extraction, and then we, you already covered how Red Reddington and and Dembe figure out that they can use the Pavlovich brothers to yeah. then get uh, um, 
to go get uh, not Tom. Ryan Tom, and uh, it's a great, super cool, another super cool action sequence. You know, mm. with them going there and and uh, you know, you know, extracting him and shooting the box up and the chase and the whole nine yards. That was great. Uh, and I love the whole thing when Lizzie comes in and, and, and the Problemless Brothers are just kicking it there. Oh, that was awesome. I love these guys. You know, it very much reminds me, you know, this, this is Joe Carnahan. Although Joe Carnahan did not direct this episode because I thought he may have. Um, it, was, it was Paul Edwards, but it very much reminded me of Smoking Aces. Did you see Smoking Aces? Smoking Aces, that's a good movie, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's Joe Carnahan's, a Joe yeah, Carnahan yeah. film. But, like, there's a lot of uh, Pavlovich brother type of thugs in that. Mm-hmm. And so something somewhat about the humor of these guys all in the living room, like, kicking back in the kitchen, like, a gift from Reddington. You know, I love, I love that scene. Yeah. And they all kind of get out. Um, but, yeah, so we talked about the interrogation. The, you know, the, the Lizzie, you know, breaking the thumb and yes. the whole fight that ensued afterwards, which... Lizzie is a well-trained FBI agent, and she's an excellent profiler, but she's not – I mean, he would kick her ass, right? Well, like, he's a all, super spy. He is a super spy, but she doesn't know he's a super spy. I mean, I was thinking about this, too, because we've seen him pretty much kill two people at once uh, a couple I mean, of episodes ago. That's and, like a non-fight. Yeah, and they were two agents. They weren't even – like, they were two capable people. Right. They weren't, mm-hmm. like, first graders or something. They yeah, were, he's they Jason were... Bourne, and she's, like, Clarice Sterling. Yeah, so I, I can understand maybe she didn't know any better, but at the same time, it, it was just pretty obvious she is not – the per- kind of person that does these uh, Jack Bauer type interrogation tactics, because right. she obviously, I, I think even a part of me was like, why, why do you go for the thumb? That was an interesting choice. Oh, yeah. that's why because it's a dumb move and you can escape. You can just yeah. w- wiggle his uh, the rest of his hand out with a yeah. broken thumb, which Ouch. still kind of hurts thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. So the, which was the conversation though that they had is is pretty key when she uh, didn't like pancakes. She doesn't like pancakes. Yes, we for learned two this. Two years yes. and that moment. This was this was a good moment for uh, for Megan Boone as as Lizzie Keene when you know that that scene she says say something to your wife who is dying in front of you yes that was the one one of the few times I'm sorry Uh-oh. that I was like oh Lizzie that I that I felt for her for yes, a moment yes mm-hmm. it was a very you know? good moment so yeah. I thought that was great and then him telling the story about the shoes and her drawing the little heart again I felt for her because. You know, I've we've all been there. We've been in relationships and that that feeling of young love and the first time that you're with someone and and leaving little notes and things like that and to ha- made me think about my marriage a little bit. Maybe my husband's a super spy. I don't know. Right, I, I leave him little notes sometimes. But he then of course, but of course, this. he says that touching note and he goes, "That's when I knew. That's oh, when I felt sorry that, for you. Yes, yeah. I knew that I had, I knew I had you. you. Yeah, that, that, that's he heartbreaking. Says, Part of me didn't want it to work, but it did, which makes me think: Is he? Super well, super bad, or is he just kind of bad? Well, this is yeah. The, well, the must, according to the Mustang commercial, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know exactly. It's the dark side, it's the edge. No, but that was really that was, that was sort of a nice little, almost heart wrenching scene because it's like she was asking for answers, and he's like, "You were a job, like you know, you're my husband. You were a job, you know." Mm. Is what he's what he said, and it's like, like the guy to do the job no matter what. And I knew I had you at that moment, but I didn't want to, I felt like I didn't want it to work out because I have feelings for you, but I still got to do this job, you know? And then from there on, it was like, we're talking years, you know, a couple of years yeah. at least of, of them going on. Um, but we still don't know why exactly no. he was there. Well, I gotta say, he kind of killed it in that scene. He was really awesome. He was good he in that really scene. He was really great in this episode. He was good in that scene. Yeah, yeah I and, was digging him. And actually, in that moment when um, they do have the fight, I guess why he Pretty didn't really take her out yeah. is because we know that he's not there to harm her, is what he said. So, which, which, <laughs> Even though it's okay to put her through a table. Well, I mean, <laughs> she's got was asking for it. No, I know, I know. It's yeah. funny, though. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, we don't... It, it, what's weird about this, too, is like... I. 
then what is he doing there? Because he's clearly not trying to get at Reddington per se, because he had that really weird line about like, what's that old man? What's what's he seeing you? Like, what's what's his interest in you? Like, he doesn't know. He's asking, you know. And then it's like, do you have, do you have some sort of weird father daughter thing going on? Which was also an insult to her because it's her, her husband saying like, you know, what are you doing with this guy? And it also yeah. says that Red's her father, which Joe no, it, oh, and I. God. Well, that was him absolutely saying he's not your dad. Yes, that, <laughs> that was, was to me one hundred percent vindication. Was saying I don't know if he's your dad, but it's like some kind of dad. It's, no, he's that was, saying he's, he's saying Lizzie. I think I think Nando and Joe Sanfilippo might be right about you and. Uh, no, that I Red. think he directed that line to you and Sanfilippo. Yeah, hey Nando and Flippo, he's yeah. not her dad. Exactly, that's, that's, what, I what, I, that's, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. You say tomato, I say tomato. Right. Well, that's what I say. I heard, I, heard, I heard it your way, Julia. Thank you. Thank um, you. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> tomato. I agree with you in your tomato. Thank you, Joseph. Um, so much I could say there. Um, so he, he has the... Don't say any of it. <laughs> don't say it. So it's like he's, he's sort of... I don't know if he's playing dumb about Red or not, because he's yeah. like, what what's up with you and Red? Is, he, is this like a daddy-daughter thing? But he goes, here's a key if you want to know about Red. So... Does he know or does he not know who he is? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, he knows who he is and he knows what he's about, but I don't know if he knows what his relationship to Lizzie is. At least he played it that way. Yeah. But but if he doesn't know what his relationship to Lizzie is, then what is his mission? And yeah. what what, and what, is, what, is, what is, is the significance of Lizzie Keene? Why is he there implanted for like three years in yeah. her life in yeah. order to not kill her? And then yeah. what is that one little piece of paper that she pulls out of the safe oh, deposit have, box that she's staring? We can, we can get into our theory section, but just staring at this one piece of paper that's obviously so well protected that Tom had to hide it, the key under a lamp, you yeah. know, to protect this photo so, or this uh, parchment of some sort. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it is because I was in the pre. Well, the whole thing she says, Red's not the man you think he is. Yeah. You know, he's whatever. And in the preview, she's like, you're a monster. You're a monster, yeah. She you says know. that in the previews for next we'll week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Those are always red herrings. I don't, I don't buy any of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, no, so, so, so we do see uh, him, you know, he cuffs her up and he gives her that speech. And I don't know. I mean, what do you, what, what do we think Tom's there to do? What, what do you, what do you think, man? Is he, is he a protector? Is he, he's clearly not, we know, we know he's not an assassin. Like, like, Jolene's like, she's your target. Well, we Which is have, also a little misleading, because. I do remember, I, I think I predicted it a lot earlier in the season, and I think I wasn't the only one that said we felt that he is protecting Lizzie. He may not, he may not have Red's interests, but he, he's there to protect Lizzie. Uh, so I still kind of feel like they're playing it off that way, like he may be protecting her. Uh, although, again, for a protector, he doesn't seem like a good guy. Killing off Jolene, killing off the our Cadillac cowboy, uh, you know, getting in this whole big fight. Obviously having issues with Red, which, you know, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, we all seem to have, uh, at least as an audience, we're, we're very invested in Red right. as a good guy. Right. We definitely have an appeal for him. Right. Are we investing him as a good guy or as just uh, an interesting character? Or an anti-hero, maybe. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. This, this, is what, this is what I'm going to get at towards the end here. Is that I don't know that we ever thought Red was a quote-unquote good guy, mm-hmm. right? Red, Red, it's been very, very clear that Red is an international criminal who's done a lot of bad things, has a lot of uh, dubious, you know, at best contacts. Has a lot of kills under his belt. A lot That's of kills under guy. his belt. We mm-hmm. saw him, like, really take some people out in, in the post, an, post-Anslo Garrick, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, black site infiltration, like how he took all those people out, including the poor mail, mail carrier lady, you know, who, who was just, you know, what did she do? And uh, so he's not a great guy. Um, we assume that he's not as horrible he's as... He's a hardened guy. Right. Yeah. We assume that he's, he's 
and he's also associated with all these blacklisters who are his pals, who he seems to know everyone. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What, whatever that uh, Tom says that Red has done shouldn't surprise her unless it's personal, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's sort of a personal nature unless this has to do with her father, like he killed her father or something. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, but but anyway, I, I digress. But let's let's let's. But he f- did kill her father. He killed her fa- adopted father. Oh God! Well, he did. No, he did. I mean, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's right. That's right. He killed her adopted father. But like he killed her real father. But yeah, I right. mean, he he. It was a moment of uh, you know just trying to protect the secret, whatever it was. But, right. And and it was with his permission. That's what it is. Then. But he suffocated. It must. That must be. That must be what. He, they, they, it must be some sort of surveillance footage or something of him. Maybe of that. That's what I think is in the thing. Oh, that was that? one of my predictions. Okay, there it is. One of my predictions <laughs> I had yes. written down was that, because you know he was at the hospital. Yeah. He was there. That's and it. I think it's probably a photo of him and Tom, or something and, and Tom like was that. there, right? That's what I'm saying. Tom yeah, was there. Okay, yeah, Tom's yeah. the only other one who was there. Mm. So that's what I think that is in the, the safety deposit box. Oh, and it's like you're With a monster. the symbol, which is reminiscent of her scar. Just right. Ooh. Okay, there that all makes well, sense. Okay, now that will. Luckily, I had two predictions. Yes, we'll get that. We'll get that. <laughs> so it's not prediction out. So so, get, so getting <laughs> back to the FBI just really quickly, uh, yeah. they, they they were able to do uh, to find the helicopter based on Red's tip on where the helicopter came from. They did some super super crazy FBI computer forensics and tobacco and, and corn, t- tobacco and corn, mm. and they were able to. You gotta love that. Yeah, good well, job, Rem. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, good. he's good. Good job on the case. I like um, him. And so they were able to, you know, try wrestler who, 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 without Lizzie, who was like, "Where are you?" Like I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm done. I don't know. So, uh, so that that was kind of cool to see the FBI do their thing and um, and go and 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 and, and I mean, this is where I got somewhat. So, the 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 Pavlovich brothers got handed off. The scientists. They've already, they've already delivered her to her. Well, they were they were getting her on the boat. They, a, they were there. I think the, I think there was just a little time lapse. Like she gave, they gave him an oxygen mask. They went and took care of Tom. Then went back to the girl. They went okay. back to the girl. Yeah, to, to finish the job. I think they had some some time. Probably the boat wasn't taken off for a while, yeah. so they decided to keep. Yeah, let's go. Were. Let's go do the headless quick yeah. uh, Mustang chase. Yeah, we're in town. Let's make a few <laughs> extra bucks. They had, her, they had her someplace else, and then they were just making sure that she was going to get out of the country. Yeah, and they had to get her on the, on yeah. the cargo ship. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's what All I right. assumed. It was just a timing issue. Things right. worked out perfectly. Do you guys have perfectly. anything uh, on that you during, want to talk, talk during about? During Tom King's commercial, they went back to her. Just to chat. Are you okay? Good. All right, we're gonna look, we're gonna go back now. Anything you want, you want to you want to talk about about that FBI side of the uh, the the, 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 pal, the the brothers? I'm just bummed that they're dead. The, I'm really yeah. bummed that they're Me dead. Too. To be honest yeah. with you, I kind of like them. Like you said, it, it definitely is a very comical aspect to them, and and it doesn't seem like uh, in part of other than the fact that they helped Red get Tom, it doesn't seem like they were a major part of whatever revenge scheme, no. or whatever ultimate plan. They have Red no had. political yeah. agenda. They're the, just the, in it for the money. They'll do anything yeah. for anyone. As long as and they're pretty. They're pretty low on the blacklist. Yeah. I mean, know. they killed six people in the pilot. Apparently, they, they, they wrestler said they lost six men in that uh, in that attack. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, which is why you know, which is why wrestler that's why which is why they had to go. Did anyone else find it to be just ever so slight of a stretch how they found the cargo ship? So she scribbles, Lee scribbles like a little bit of. 
letters on a wall with a piece of chalk. Mm-hmm. Aram, thank God for that guy. Yeah, right. FBI would be nowhere without the guy. Oh, He's a goddamn genius. Oh, Jeez. water. Oh, yeah. Cargo ship. Done. It's like, duh. And then, and then talk to Red. Oh, yeah, I got a guy. Rolf Sisko. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Nothing gets smuggled smuggled in and out of And then Rolf apparently just gives it up like nothing. Yeah. Tell me Mm. about the Pavlovich brothers. Oh, they're smuggling some chick right around, right on the other dock. So go do your thing. Boom. Thank you. Yeah. Nice, nice, tidy little bow there. Well, the (laughs) FBI, they're they're a cracker check operation. <laughs> it's just a bit much. For yes, me. I, I, I suspended disbelief for all that, but yeah, it was a little convenient. It but was. what I but I what I did have a hard time with is back to which was pretty true, which is back to wrestlers. You know, red suspicion, like red played us again. I'm getting a little tired of this whole like you know red played us. He played us. When wrestler was like you know um, he the pallet when he was suspicious about. The Pavlovich brothers' involvement, and maybe Red knew, and Red helped change the. You know, I, that I feel Red like, was in it to kidnap Lee yeah. himself because she's worth gajillions. Exactly, and I feel like at 19 episodes in, even for Wrestler, we I feel like they've all between Harold Cooper and Wrestler and all of them have sort of Red has earned all their trust. Although Red is not trustworthy, so maybe you know there's some there's some back end stuff there. But I kind of I agree with know. you. It's, it's like going back to automatic. Like Red's bad. Wah, it's like come know? on, Red has done nothing but help you guys. Yeah. But they also and know that save Red a lot of you. They also do know. That Red has his own agenda, and sometimes he gives them names because he wants something. That's whether very it's true. a couple of names on a list or whatever yeah. else. So well, they... he did say, "I'm glad. I'm glad that they threw in this line for the awesome James Spader, who had some great moments in this episode. He by did. the way, I've missed Red for a couple weeks now. Yes. <laughs> but uh, just reminding us when he said, "As for the FBI, I wouldn't be in this relationship if there wasn't a mutual benefit." Yes. So just. When we think that he's in it just to, to help out Lizzie and help out the FBI and catch some blacklisters, we right. have to remember that he is in it with purpose. All the time. So I'm glad that they threw that in. Well, speaking of James Bader moments, you know, with that, that, that interrogation with the uh, with the, uh, the the courier, the guy, that was, that was very, very Seaver. good stuff. Yeah. yeah very yeah. good stuff. A lot of laughing. Lot yeah. of- <laughs> I just love how he... You don't just- know him, do you? Are you sure? <laughs> you sure? What a shame. <laughs> you know, leather. Yeah. He has a way... <laughs> He has a way of just uh, disarming them while yeah. he's getting information from them. It's, it's a joy to watch. Mm. So, um, wonder what's in that calculus book. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if we're yeah. going to find that out. So, you know, um, this brings us to um, you know the, the the end there, where you know we will get to see uh, left with the question of who is Red Reddington really, which is which is what the same question we've been asking the entire season: who is Red Reddington? Like. You know, in terms of is he good? Is he bad? And you know, Tom and who is Tom? We've got the who is Tom answered almost, but not quite. Yeah, not really, but who sort is, of. We, we we know what he's not, and that's that he's not who he's, he's not, not an Tom assassin. Keen. Yeah, and he's not Tom Keen. Yeah, he's not there to he's assassinate not just Lizzie's Lizzie. husband, a third grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do know that. So, but what his purpose is, we still don't know. We know we still don't know what Red's end game is or what his attachment to Lizzie is, other than not being his father, Nando. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or her father. Excuse me. Whatever you um, think, whatever you say. That's all we have, and then we. So we we still have. Not, I think finally, based on the previews next week, finally we're going to get to my super blacklister. Yeah, it seems oh, like yeah. it. It seems yeah. like it. It's, it, it. Finally, we're getting into because we're getting to the last two episodes here. Do you think we'll get a number <laughs> number one listing with that? I don't know if we can get number one. I feel like a number one's gonna. I don't know. Maybe, unless yeah, we, if we so. get a number one, it'll be like a recurring. You know, be, it'll be a big bad for sure, as they call it in TV business. A okay. big bad, a super, a super big bad, a big bad. Yeah, that, that'll that'll be back from season to season. If we yeah, get I see that. We're one. definitely gonna get a big bad. 
I definitely think we will get a big bad. We'll see what kind of bad it's going to be. I still think Alonaldo may be the big bad ultimately, but yeah. I'll say that for my prediction. By the way, the guy that, the guy with the nose that you love so much, Milton Bobbitt. I just wanted That's to bring right. that up. Milton Bobbitt. Milton Bobbitt. I felt like I wanted to bring that up. Uh, anything else? What do we have? What would I miss? I don't know. It was a fun episode. It, it was, was fun. really a fun episode. Um, I love I love the gift giving of Tom. I just can't get over that. The gift giving yes. of Tom to Lizzie. Um and you know, I think that he knew that he would escape. You know? Does that make sense? I think he knew that if he delivered her to Liz to delivered Tom to Lizzie, it would be Well, that's why he was staking out still with Yeah, cuz he I needs guess. him. He needs him to live cuz he needs him to follow him to Berlin. But does he know that he wouldn't kill Lizzie? I mean, like, I why think would he? He knows more than he says. Right. I think that in provide in in delivering him to Lizzie, it helped to prove to Lizzie that he wasn't lying, so she would trust him more. Right. But it also, I don't know. It also it provided her with a little bit of closure in order to move forward, right. and um, I think that that was important to him to Red to give that to her. Makes sense. But he still needs him alive. He needs him on the run so he could follow him. Huh. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm I'll thinking b- that through with you guys. I mean, I don't know. Nando? I, what, I, do you, what do you think about Julia's theory there? I, well, I know. I actually, I actually agree with her on the theory. I really think that, you know, Tom, uh, it, it's not a final, this wasn't like a final, um, let's, let's just deal with Tom and get it over with type thing. This is a, again, you know, it's interesting. At the preview of the episode when they were showing the recap, they showed uh, Tom say, not Tom, they showed Red say, I can only uh, lead you to the truth. You still have to believe it. Mm-hmm. So right. I still think that uh, there's still more for Red to play with, with when it comes to Tom. And this was the perfect example of him leading her to the truth. She yeah. just needs to believe it. He, he gift wrapped the truth for her yep. and put it in front of her, but she has to believe it. Yeah. And right. he, he knew that Tom would at least not get killed, right. but probably that would be, you know. Keep an eye of course, you take down Lizzie. Yeah, sure. in that scene, of course, yeah. you would beat Lizzie. Huh. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, let's do some shout outs, some news and gossip ish. Um, yeah, we don't have any. Well, actually, we don't have any news and gossip. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some shout outs. I though. didn't look on Twitter to see if. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I've got. Let's see. Uh, Mike Blanchard, uh, we love you. Um, uh, Caitlin K. Caitlin K. Mentioned that the mushroom guy also escaped with a broken thumb. From Hannibal. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's a good, that's a good, mm. that's a good caster. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Why do you think I knew? That's right. Not uh, an S and M school, Nando. <laughs> Langley. Um, yeah, Mike. And then uh, we have. Do you have anyone else from? Um, I'm looking at YouTube, and I see YouTube? from YouTube from our last episode, which was over two weeks ago. Is life is short? Two fourteen. Uh, Dave fifteen fifty five. MDS nineteen seventy eight. Terry Pitnick. MDS 1978, uh, I think I said that already, Cybergirl uh, 1980, uh-huh. Taylor S, Ashley Kearney, Aquarius 1934, uh-huh. Kokoro Al, Melina Torres, uh, Sarah, Tasha B, and Jan Jandals, Natural Opinion, oh yeah, a lot of people, Donald Dingerson, and Doreen Wakini. A lot of new names in here. Some of the similar uh, yeah, ones. Yeah, A lot of new ones. Solitaire 401. Uh, Dayson Bellin. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it on YouTube. Wow, lots. I didn't, lot. I didn't go on iTunes, but that's uh, a lot. I'm going on iTunes right now. Yes, you are. And on iTunes, I see... I had a beard two weeks ago. I just noticed Yeah, you did plate. have a beard. I like, wow. Okay. I thought you said you had a beard. And I was like, oh, how was it? What kind of beard was it? <laughs> no. I um, enjoyed that. Well, I'm, I'm having trouble here, so I don't know. I'm going to get there. Uh, okay, wait, wait. I'm here. 
Sorry. Do it, do it. I'll race you. This is the the best radio ever. (laughs) Um, It's the sound of me looking it up. Okay, here we go. Uh, Okay, number 87, the blacklister himself. Says uh, says hello. <laughs> he's a blacklister. He's, right number, he's number eighty-seven. Uh, and then a um, Bramble Bray, uh, Dina Whipia. Okay, I think the ratings are old because the last new episode we had was two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that one sounds from March. Yeah, that's, yeah. The is, ratings are a little right. old, but uh, all the more Dina. reason we we got a couple right. more episodes left. All the more reason to please uh, rate us and uh, yes. subscribe if you haven't subscribed on iTunes. Fair and uh, please uh, give us uh, give us a certain amount of stars that we like to see, which would be five, five. Fives, five yes. stars, yes, and of course, uh, comment on YouTube and on iTunes. And uh, YouTube, are more likely to, to at least respond uh, if you have uh, anything pressing, any criticism. Okay, mm-hmm. we're pretty good on Twitter too. Yeah, we're good on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's do predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Julia. Well, I already gave away one of my predictions. It was a good prediction. It was a good, good, prediction. good hot prediction. Um, I have sort of a, a maybe a little bit out there prediction. Okay. I think that Lizzie might be pregnant with Tom's baby. Oh. Spy baby. We talked about this. Spy baby. But Spy I feel baby. like they went out of their way to mention to the, the sex scene. Not, they never said that she couldn't have kids that she wanted to adopt. They they went out of their way to talk about how they had sex, how she felt filthy, because it was your chest chest deep in filth. I don't know. I I don't think it comes without repercussions. That's a good one. Thank you. All of that. Nando. I actually, you know, it was funny. I had the prediction you had fleshed out, but I didn't have the, the fact that he was he was probably caught suffocating her adopted father. But I figured that the reason why she was calling him a monster was because he did something to someone she knew. I was assuming it might be someone in the agency, though. But uh, So I think it's a good thing. But I, yeah, I definitely feel that uh, that the secret that she's going to uncover is that she's going to uncover something from its past, doing something to somebody she knows. To uh, and It could be the father thing. I really like that. Oh, God. Yeah. The, oh, the father. This the yeah. father. <laughs> I agree. I like that, too. Oh, God. Uh, no. Oh God. I bet she didn't have a father like that. Red's a father. No, no I, like, I like that. I like that, too. That, yeah. I think that that's, that's, that's the key. Uh, I think that we're going to get a uh, super blacklister. Uh, Big Bad next week. I think it's Alan Alda. That's my prediction. Um, Julia, where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter and on Instagram at my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Please follow me. Nandovel. You can find me on the Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here on AfterBuzz for the following... Hannibal, Bates Motel, Orphan Black, a bunch of stuff. 24, a bunch of stuff. Yep, and you can find uh, Joe Sanfilippo, who's not here, at his website on josephsanfilippo.com and on Twitter at joeflippo.com. You can find me, Joe Braswell, on Instagram and Twitter at joekbraswell.com and here doing the Han- doing the Hannibal. <laughs> the Hannibal, <laughs> the following, Bates Motel, yes. Mad Men, and, uh, and this one. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. Uh, we're glad to be back. We'll see you next week for the home stretch of Blacklist. Ooh. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 